Hello, welcome to Positivity Podcast. I am your host, Christina Mize. This is episode number three for those who are keeping track. And today is a very exciting day. Today we are actually going to start talking about the steps or the moves to make in your life that will increase your positive thought process, um, increase that outcome in your life that you're wanting or looking for or hoping for. Um, So welcome and thank you for joining me. First off, let's all just take a moment to actually come to this space Big inhale, slow exhale. So as I've said, positivity is something that everybody is capable of. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be perfect. But what matters is that we continue to strive to have a positive outlook in our life and the lives around us. So for today, our focus is going to be on the first step. What what really needs to happen in order for us to make this change? Um, and believe it or not, the first step actually involves our emotions. So something that is very well known, something that occurs almost throughout every culture and Every one of us does this to an extent, um, is we repress our emotions. We don't allow ourselves to fully feel how we feel about a given situation. And when we repress an emotion, it stays inside of us. It doesn't get to flow and move out um, the way that emotions are supposed to. Emotions are supposed to flow. They're they're supposed to be kind of like the tide in the ocean. They come in and they recede in a particular pattern. And when we don't allow ourselves to feel those patterns, when we don't allow ourselves to actually embrace the emotions that come in, we're in a sense putting our emotions into a pot and we're putting a lid on it, but the pot keeps boiling. Um, And I don't know if you've ever experienced that part where you're cooking and the lid of a pot boils so much that you're starting to get those bubbles over the edge of the lid and the lid's doing kind of like this little weird dance on top of the pot. That's what it's like when we repress our emotions. All of that leakage can become somatic experiences in our body. What do I mean by that? I mean that when we don't feel our emotions, they start to come out in how we feel in our body. Aches, pains, stomach issues. Stomach issues are a really big one for people who repress their feelings. Why does this matter? Well, when we accept our emotions, when we feel them about a particular situation, it's easier for us to then start to look at how to work with the situation. When we repress our feelings, we don't get me wrong. If you repress your feelings, you can still work through a situation, but it's not going to be 
100%. It's not going to be with the level of level of positivity that a person is capable of achieving or interacting in their lives. Um, so how do we handle our emotions? Okay. I want you to take just a second while you're listening to this, do a quick inventory. What are you feeling? Are you feeling all that great? Is there some hidden anger going on inside? Some hidden fear? Some hidden worry? Some hidden sadness? If you have that going on right now, let it out. There is no harm in actually experiencing your emotions. In fact, it's healthier for us to feel them and then let them go. It hurts us more to keep them in. Repressed emotions, there is a direct correlation between repressed emotions and physical health. What I mean is when we repress our emotions, it impacts us physically. People who repress their emotions are more likely to excessively eat. I don't know about you, but when I start going for the candy a lot, I know that there's something I'm not working out and I have to stop myself and go, okay, Christina, what is it you're not letting yourself feel right now? Oftentimes it's anger. Believe it or not, for being a positive person, I have moments of real anger and I have to sit down and I have to throw kind of like a little tantrum, not like a four-year-old, you know, rolling around on the floor, screaming at the top of the lungs, pounding on the floor kind of tantrum. More of like, you know, a stomp your foot. I don't like this kind of tantrum. Either way, I tantrum. I let myself feel my anger. I, I let myself embrace the emotion. Even if I know that the emotion is irrational, even if I un- even if I know that the emotion is because of a situation I have no control over, I let myself feel it so that I can process it, so I can move away from it, so that I can then focus on the things that I do have control over, so I can then focus on the wonderful things I have in my life. I can move forward and look for the solutions. But if I'm repressing an emotion about a situation, I might not even be looking for a solution to the situation. I might be convincing myself, oh, this situation is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong here. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I end up getting blindsided because I was ignoring. It's kind of like having a sinkhole in your living room. It starts off really small and you just throw a blanket or a cardboard box over it and pretend it's not there. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, it eats everybody in your house because nobody else noticed it there. Um, and so they fall down into the sinkhole and yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm kind of like in an analogy mood today or a descriptive mood. I don't know. 
either way, I feel both of those were very fitting. <laughs> um, cause that's kind of what it can be like when, when we repress an emotion, it also gets built upon. Most of us have a tendency to repress emotions that are uncomfortable to feel. Either they make us feel vulnerable or they make us feel out of control or we associate them with bad things. You guys, there are no bad emotions. There isn't. There's uncomfortable ones for sure. But every single emotion that we have is ours to have. There's nothing wrong with them. It's actually better for us if we let them flow through us. So if you're feeling sad, cry. Think about what it is that you're feeling sad about right now and let yourself grieve. Feel it, move through it, and then release it. Right? Doesn't that sound so easy? Granted, when you're in the emotion, so much harder. But think about the cleansing feeling that we get after we release an emotion. If we pent it up, it does so much harm. It affects our sleep. It affects the relationships in our life. It affects the way we perceive the world around us. If I took the anger that I feel in particular situations and I kept it and I shoved it down into my body and I just let it live inside me and I kept shoving anger on top of anger on top of anger, I'd become an explosive, angry person. I would be that person who's, you know, a hair trigger away from shooting up the world. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. That seems really unhappy. I would much rather be happy in my life. Same thing for someone who holds back their sadness. If you're constantly holding sadness back, you're constantly shoving it, shoving it, shoving it. Then you become that person that's depressed. The world seems kind of hopeless. Everything feels bad. Everything feels difficult or heavy. You don't get to experience the grief and you don't move through it. So I know that I keep saying move through it. That's the biggest key factor in our emotions. We move through it. Sometimes we have to let them move through us but it's still the same concept. Letting the emotion run its course, letting it be experienced and then released. Once we release that emotion, we're able to sit down and logically look at the situation we're in and find a solution to it. Now, maybe we figure out that the situation we're in, we have no control over. That's more oftentimes than not going to be what happens. Then it becomes, what do we have control over? What does our control look like? Fun fact, I'll give you guys a hint. The one thing you have control over, dun, 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 yourself. What? 
no way. I bet you didn't see that coming. Okay, maybe you did. Either way, that kind of goes hand in hand with the emotions, right? If we have control over ourselves, then we have control over our ability to feel and let go of our emotions. Okay, so I know that that seems, I make it seem really easy. It's very simple. Blah, 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 blah. I get that it's not. I get that some of you are going to be listening to this and going, (laughs) cry? No. Rage? Eh, Maybe. No. But you guys, I don't think you fully understand the harm that you're doing to yourself when you repress your emotions. Not only does it make it difficult to stay a positive thinking person, but it, it starts to bleed into our everyday life. Okay. I, I'm going to give you guys a, a personal example. Okay. As a child, I was taught to repress my feelings. I was taught that I was not allowed to be angry. I was not allowed to be sad. I was not allowed to feel my feelings. So I learned very young to shove them all down and walk around as if nothing touched me. Can you guess what kind of kid I was? I bet you can. I was a really angry kid. Hair trigger. I was the type of kid that if I experienced something that I I deemed to be wrong, I exploded. I exploded so bad that at seven or eight years old, I hospitalized another child because I deemed their actions to be so wrong that I flew into a rage. I learned from that experience. I never wanted to be that person. I felt so bad to black out because of a full rage and come out of it standing above this person who's bloody and hurt and to have people screaming at me and to have cops showing up and to not really fully understand what it was I just did, but to know that the whole situation felt bad. I realized in that moment that holding my feelings back, holding them in was wrong. And ever since then, I endeavored to not repress my feelings Does this mean I've been perfect at it? Oh my goodness, you guys. We've talked about perfection. It's not a thing. Of course I haven't been perfect about it. Of course there are times where I can't sleep and I'm eating way too much candy or I am binge drinking caffeine and I have to stop and look at my life and go, wait, why am I doing this? Anytime we do something obsessively, um, drugs, If you are that person who comes home and you have to have at least one glass to two glasses of alcohol, what are you not letting yourself feel? What are you holding back? What are you hiding 
deep inside yourself? What is it that you have to numb? Because that's what that is. That's numbing. That's numbing the tiredness that we have when we hold back. Maybe it's your voice. Maybe you're holding back your thoughts and your feelings about a particular situation or a person at work, at home. I don't know. But I do know it's hurting you. I do know that by holding this in, you're not letting yourself experience your life to the fullest. You're not going to be able to be completely and 100% positive. It's hard to be that way when we're holding a lead ball inside. We get tired. We get worn out. We look at life and the next time a hiccup comes our way, a little stumble in the road, it's just like, oh, another one. When is it going to stop? I just want a break. Hey, I hate to tell you, that has nothing to do with this little hiccup. It has everything to do with all those uncomfortable emotions that are hiding deep down inside you that you're not letting out that make this hiccup, this little stumble, feel like you just fell and broke your ankle. So what I'm suggesting, what I'm offering is an opportunity to start working through that. It's not something that happens magically. I imagine that there are people right now who are hearing this and they're going, Oh, I don't repress any of my feelings. I let them, I let them out. I feel them. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes, you do. Every single one of us does it. We have been programmed you guys, from the very beginning. Women, we've been programmed that if we let our feelings out, um, we're being emotional, we're being irrational, we're being that, that woman. You know who I'm talking about. We've all, we've all seen the movies or the shows that has that dramatic girl. Um, and we don't want to be that person. Heaven forbid, should we be seen crying? Heaven forbid, should we get angry? So we, we repress. We stick those feelings way down deep and we hold them back and we pretend we're not that. It's okay. We're, we're even kill. We're, we're rational. You guys, ain't nobody in this freaking world rational. Okay. Emotions are not rational. That's why they're emotions. That's why they're feelings. That's why they're supposed to flow through us so that we have the chance to step back and be rational. So we have a chance to look at the situation once we've shed the feelings and actually look at the situation for what it is. But if we hold on to those feelings, it doesn't work that way doesn't happen. Some people like to have blinders on. They just keep walking and pretending everything's okay. And we've talked about, we talked about this kind of point of view in episode one. I wanted to make it very clear 
that this podcast, that's not what this is. Because that type of walking through life is unhealthy as well. It's again, not acknowledging the situation fully for what it is. It's not acknowledging our feelings for what they are. And it's not acknowledging our control or lack of control. It's walking around with blinders. Everything's perfect. Yo, do, 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 do. Oh, it's not. Nothing's perfect. And that's the other thing. And we'll get to that. That will be in episode four when we talk about perfection and perceptions and letting go of our per- perceptions on a situation. Okay. But we're not going to go there now because how can we go there? when we haven't talked about our feelings yet. Yes, I know. Oh my gosh, why do I have to talk about my feelings? One of the things that's great about feelings, you guys, you don't have to share them with anyone else. Go for a drive. Pull off to the side of the road. Put on a favorite song. And just let yourself feel. Let yourself be angry. Let yourself be upset and just embrace how that feels for you. Then, then take that big, deep cleansing breath. This is a very important step, you guys. You can't just feel it and then go, okay, I can do this. I'm good. No, you feel it. And then you go, This is our body's ability to release. When we take those deep cleansing breaths, after letting ourselves feel an emotion, it's kind of like a signal to our body. It's a signal to our brain. Okay, we're done with this. We can let it go. You don't even have to say that. Sometimes it is helpful, especially if you're new to this. To be like, okay, I'm letting go of this sadness or I'm letting go of this anger. I felt it. I understand it. I'm letting it go. And again, you guys, understanding it doesn't mean that it's rational. I, I get, I get so angry when I read the politics or the news or this whole COVID-19 and everybody saying it's, this is the new normal. It makes me really angry and it's not rational, not rational anger. You guys completely understand it's not rational, but I get so angry. I get angry because I have no control. I get angry because I don't want my world to change. I loved my life the way it was. I don't want to have to worry about in the future going to a restaurant and having to wear a face mask or walking around with a face mask. I don't want to put my kids in face masks. I don't want to, I just don't want that to be the world we have or the world we live in in the future. But I also understand I don't control that. Now I can control myself. 
and I can help navigate my family. And I say navigate, not control, because they're people, even my kids. And no person likes to be controlled. They don't want someone telling them what to do all the time, especially kids. And it's this preconceived notion that some adults or parents have that you have to control your kids. No, no, no. You navigate. You're directing them. Whether they choose to listen when they're inside their own little boat is completely and 100% up to them. And yes, as a parent, it is highly, highly frustrating to, to know because of our experience that this is the direction that's going to be best for you. You should try this and have them go, eh, you know, that seems too simple. I'm going to do it this really complex, convoluted, weird way and have them fail. And you have to sit there and go, okay, are you ready to try this way now? Oh no. Okay. I will wait until you're ready. It's, it's so hard. It's so hard. And I think as parents, we also have extra stuffed, extra repressed emotions. You know, whether you're a single parent or not, whether you have a partner, sometimes with a partner that adds extra emotions we're not processing. But with kids, there's so much hope and fear and worry and excitement and happiness that, you know, and anger, let's be honest. It's incredibly frustrating to have a little person who has your same attitude, throw that attitude back at you. Oh yeah. Some of you know it. (laughs) You're sitting there going, "Uh uh-huh. How do you handle that situation? Right? Do you blow up? Do you just go, like, how do you process that? Or do you look at them and go, wow, I'm really frustrated with you right now. I think I need a break. No, you don't do that. No, (laughs) most of us don't. It's okay. Anyways, what I want you guys to take away from this podcast is working on your feelings. Okay. Feel them. Let them work through your body. Afterwards, after you've felt them, then you can look at, okay, why do I feel this way? Okay. Once we, and we will get into the whys and the hows and the yada yadas in the next episode. What I really want, I can't stress this enough, you guys, in order for these podcasts, excuse me, I think a frog tried to get stuck in my throat there. What, in order for these podcasts to actually make an impact, you have to work on the stuff that I say. And this is one of those really special things where I don't know you. I don't see you. I have no idea if you're doing what I, what I'm suggesting or not. I have, I have no clue and I won't. I mean, you can always leave a comment on the websites or whatnot, but at the end of the day, I don't know. 
this is purely between you. Completely and 100%. If you work on what I'm suggesting, then that's for you to know. And you'll notice the difference. Believe me, when we start working on the emotions we're holding in, there's a lightness. We already start to feel lighter. We already start to walk around a little easier. And we realize we don't need that candy as much as we thought. We don't need that caffeine as much as we thought. We can sleep a little bit better. Not 100% because sleep issues are running rampant in this world. Okay, um, I want to go ahead and hop off of here. I felt like 47 minutes was too long, and I'm over the 17 minutes of the first. I think like 30-something is a real sweet spot, so I am going to be leaving you guys for this episode. I will let you know that on my website, I will put a link for a journal article that's the consequences of repression of emotion, physical health, mental health, and general well-being. So this is an article that was actually published in 2019. um, And it really discusses the impact of emotions on all of these aspects of our body and our, our well-being. Um, I didn't nearly cover half a third of the stuff that's in the article. Um, so I'm really just going to be putting it on my website as kind of, as kind of, um, something for you to, to take a gander at. If you are thinking, ah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, now you can kind of read an article that will help you understand a little bit as to why I'm saying the things I'm saying, where it is I'm coming from. Um, so thank you for joining us. Remember, feel those feelings, guys. No matter how you want to do it, well, do it safely, please. I don't really don't want anybody to do it unhappy, unsafely. Not unhappy, because let's be honest, uncomfortable emotions are generally unhappy ones. But do it safely. Do it in the privacy of your home, car, bathroom, or call a friend. Call a person you trust. I know that when I get irrationally upset or angry at a situation, I just need to vent. And there's particular people in my life that I can trust to vent to and try to avoid fixers. What I mean by that is try to avoid people who will generally try to give you advice on how to make it better because that's not what you need. What you need is just to let your feelings out. What you need is just to experience them. Rant, rave, It's actually healthy for you. All right, guys. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you next week.